Welcome to the Sunday edition of the Progress with Unity podcast. It's on the back of, well, what can only be described as a disappointing result against one of the worst sides to visit the DW Stadium this season, Bolt Wanderers. Goals seven minutes from the start by Jimmy McLean and seven minutes from the end by Daddy Bodverson. I think that sums the game up. How are you two feeling anyway, Adam and Paul? Getting over it. It's it's a point, in it? You know, that's the way you got to look at it. At half-time, if we'd have gone in 3-0 up, it wouldn't have flattered us. But you've always got that feeling, the longer the game goes on at 1-0, they get a chance and they score. If you looked at it over the 90 minutes, we were by far the better side. The, the best team didn't win the game, did they? Because Wigan definitely were the best side over the course of the 90 minutes. I mean, Bolton in the first half looked like a, a pub team. Couldn't even find a man from five yards away to kick kicking it out of play. When you think about some of the sides we've played recently, Fleetwood, Markham, Crew, even, Gillingham, Wimbledon, that's the sort of level they were for me. They weren't any, any better, certainly no better than Markham. We've we got, you know, we're not three pass. There are a couple of, of players, I'd say, who probably stood out a little. Bud Varson, when he came on, I thought it looked all right. Back in your corner, okay, I thought when he came on. I thought he'd give them something a bit. I thought they were better when those two came on than the... I was disappointed with that striker. Dion Shells. Yeah. He didn't out, did he? So I thought Ref had a decent game for him. Although they're, they're all banging on about the, the incident with James McLean. There, there were a few that their lads got away with. That, se- that centre-half that the uh, fellow last week was saying was really good. I know how much he can weightlift. It's whatever Josh McGuinness weighs. He just picked <laughs> him up and moved him out of the way at one point. How's that not a foul? Ian Crofts has got a lot to ask, answer for that. If he yeah. thinks Santos is the best centre-back in, in League One. He's not, he's not seen many games then of, of other sides. I was like, it was awful. What an awful, really disappointing. I, I love watching well, yeah, him. Yeah, but, well, I don't watch him week in, week out, but he, he was the worst player on the pitch yesterday. That's what I'll definitely say. He was... He was yeah. Terrible. He didn't. His touch was awful. He, like you said, he he was playing like an old-fashioned pub centre half. He just kept fouling and fouling and yeah, fouling. Yeah, wrestling. I mean, that one in the. Did he, I don't think he even got booked for it, did he? When uh, in the first half, was it? Was it McGuinness who did who did him uh, on the right hand side? Uh, or was it Derrickwell went past him and he just pulled his shirt? I don't, I don't remember if he got booked for that. No, he didn't. He got boots when he when he two handed Max Power shoved him to the ground. Just yeah. ran him. He's raising both hands up there and pushing somebody to the ground. Yeah. It's a red card, isn't it? All day yeah. long. And that yeah. bullhead stood at the side screaming about James McLean. I think he needs to get a grip. You know, if if Wigan Athletic ever employ ever as manager. I've never said this before. I would never. I, well, I don't think they would do, would they? We don't need to even no. go down that street. No. They're not. They're What's not. Like that, yeah. No. I mean, yeah. I mean, but for me, like, I've only just thought about it like that. But if you're saying James McLean should have got two yellows, he should have got two yellows. Because I think what got lost, I'm, I'm pretty sure that we carried on. I think did we get the? Did we play the advantage? I can't remember that. You know. You know what I mean? Early in the, it was early in the first half. He went. We went down the right, and he just pulled his shirt. I think we might have got the advantage, and it seemed to get lost, and he's forgotten, and didn't book him. There's also a great photograph of Stevie Humphreys, both feet off the ground, jumping up. Santos's right boot, his, his legs that high, his right boot smacking Humphreys's face. If that's not a yellow card, I mean, players get red cards for that. Never mind yellows. So that, that's another sort. Bonehead can cry all he wants about this, that, and yeah. the other. At the end of the day, is is a very poor manager in charge of a, a bang average League One side, and it, it's time he shut his gob and either the hierarchy of Bolton got rid of him, 
or he just gets on with doing what he's supposed to do and that's managing, well, probably one of the worst sides in League One. Up team from Orange. Hello, said Barry. The chances, what a goal from James McLean. What was going on? I had no idea who'd scored that goal when it went in. Was it Josh McGinnis got a head on it? You know, did it go straight in? Did somebody else get a little touch? But no, it just... Uh, just seemed to crawl into the back of the net, didn't it? No, it's a great ball, wasn't it? It's one of those that uh, is so difficult to defend. It. The goalkeeper doesn't know whether to gamble on the touch or... Yeah, it was a perfect one, really, because it was either McGuinness gets a little flick and there's no chance anywhere. Pretty much like the equaliser, really. I guess you'd better say that was a great ball in and, and, and a nice little touch. I don't, I don't think McGuinness got anything on it, though, for me, but I've not seen... I've not seen the replay on Quest or anything, but my gut instinct at the time was it didn't touch anything and just went straight in. Yeah, I think you're right. That that was my gut instinct, and that's what the replay appears to show out as well. Yeah. It was brilliant, though, wasn't it? The fact that the two players they were booing the most, <laughs> McGinnis gets it first, so he has a good cheer about him and having a good laugh about that. And then just to rub it in, <laughs> then James McLean gets the goal as well on the left. So we get a du- it's like a double celebration, wasn't it, for us? <laughs> and then Keo put him through, didn't he, as well? I thought he hit the post, but he didn't. He lashed it wide. He hit that net, net support, didn't it? You know, the, has it got a sophisticated name or is it just a pole? I think that's it, yeah, the pole. And Keno's goal, which was uh, chalked off because the whistle had gone before he put it in the back of the net. But what did it go for? He weren't offside. The ball came across the six-yard box. A couple of players put challenges in. It ended up bobbling about and, and Keno side-footed it into the back of the net. The, the Lionel didn't raise his flag, but the referee blew his whistle and awarded a free kick. Were you doing that end, Adam? Did you see anything on to what going on? I think the play stopped, didn't it? It wasn't one of them goals where, you know, everyone's cheering and then you get the disallowed. It was like the free kick had already been given, so you didn't you didn't look at it that closely. But I did say to the guy next to me, I said, I, I I can't understand what, what's happened there because it didn't seem like there was anything untoward. I don't really see any appeal. Who knows what would have happened? I don't know if people if, if the play stopped kind of a little bit, but even so, you know, it would have at least given us a good chance of scoring a, a much-needed second goal. Yeah, no idea what that was given for. Lange had a couple of efforts as well, didn't he? A couple of chances. There was one in the second half where he were through and uh, he squared it instead of doing his usual trait of sticking it in the far bottom corner. Maybe he was a bit rough. I mean, when has he gone? He must have gone about three weeks, maybe, without playing. Would you say? Yeah, yes, yeah, three weeks. Yeah, possibly a bit, a bit rusty. Be good to get that, you know, eighty minutes into his legs, and it's going to be a, you know, big last eight games. You know, with McLean injuries not looking too good, is it? You know, so our forward players have got to step up, haven't they? When you're talking about a player missing three weeks in, in, in the in the context of our season, that's six matches. Isn't it? You know, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. So, in effect, it's like they're out for six games and it's a massive miss for him. So, yeah, no wonder he looks a bit rusty. Yeah, talking about the injuries, James McLean and then Curtis Tilt. That looked like a, a popped answering to me, the way he went yeah, down. Yeah, to me, particularly the way he reacted. You, you could tell straight away he knew he wasn't taking any further part in the game. Well, he's banging, um, his, hand, banging his hand yeah. on the thing when it'll surface. I mean, my interpretation of that is that he knows he's not taking any further part in the season, but obviously yeah. time will tell. Looking at them two, for me, although I love Tilting, he's brilliant when he plays, we can cope with that because we can go four at the back or we can bring in Kel Watts. We've got two left-backs chomping at the bit, so we can cope with that. It's just James McLean, he, he can win a game on his own, can't he? So... 
That's that's a big worry for me. Uh, presumably, Pierce is, is Pierce still injured as well? Was he, he was not on the bench today? I don't think he was. No, I don't think uh, Pierce was on. The Bennett bench, was. So. Bennett was on the bench because he was warming up. Yeah. Everybody thought he was coming on, didn't they? We're not really short there, though, are we, on that side? I know, like, McLean's a different sort of player, but if we go back to four at the back, you know, we have got, like, Edwards is a decent option. We've got Matt Massey could come in. You know, there, there are enough options for us, you know, in this squad. They don't significantly weaken us, do they, in a way? So I think we'll cope. That's the additional quality that we're putting in January, isn't it? We've said it all the way along that losses of a couple of players wouldn't impact the squad. Asgard and Cousins, you know, may, yeah. may play some part yet in the last few games. So we've got lots of options there, haven't we? Which is uh, really good news. I don't know what's happened to the young Irish slide we brought in. Is he is he still injured? Jamie McGrath, he picked another injury up, didn't he? So maybe over training down south is a, a little bit more uh, intense <laughs> than what it was up at, in St. Mirren. You might be finding the intensity of our training picked up a couple of soft tissue injuries like they do talking of which I don't know if anybody noticed Callum Wang towards half time yesterday seemed to be limping heavily I, I was a bit concerned whether he would be back on it for the second half or not but whatever it were he seemed to cope uh, in during the half probably got a massage off, off JC uh, off the dock uh, just before we move on I'd like to mention Josh McGuinness he's finding his feet with us very much so now looking Quite good. Thought he was very good yesterday. Talking of performances, the progress with Unity, man of the match for the game against Bolton Wanderers, as voted for by the listeners on both Facebook and Twitter. I feel like a broken record here. Once again, it's Wigan Athletics number four, Tom Naylor. An outstanding performance by Tom, friend of the podcast, was on last week. If you've not listened to that, get on last week's episode. Just a brilliant performance. He's a big stats, stats man, so he, he'll been rubbing his hands looking at those stats from yesterday. Absolutely, yeah. He's talking about winning his battles. That would have been stopped if that was a boxing match, wouldn't it? It, it definitely would have been stopped. He was so much of, you know, he was fought so far ahead of the, the Bolton midfielders. He definitely won his battle. And uh, and what, one other thing I want to say about yesterday is I think we've learned a lot from that Sunderland game. If you remember when I said at the time, play the game, not the occasion. And I think we, I think we, we were playing that massive crowd against Sunderland. And I don't think we played well. Whereas we, we just played the game. We played our game, particularly in the first half, where we were exceptional. And if anything, I think Bolton lost their heads. I think it was seen that they saw it as a huge game for them, and I think they just lost their heads. That was the only way they were going to get anything, wasn't it? They, they, they definitely went to shithousing tactics. They were trying it all over the park. Well, just trying to wind, wind up our lads. Talking of stats, the stats for you today, 41% possession, with 10 attempts at goal, with just the one on target. They had five with two. We committed 11 fouls to the nine. There were two yellow cards in the game, James McLean and Santos. The attendance was uh, the second highest of the season, 15,279, with 4,071 away fans. We have a chance to get back on that pitch and get three points on the on the board on Tuesday. Accrington Stanley are the visitors. And in the build-up to the game, I've managed to speak to Peter Leatham, the chair of Accrington Stanley Supporters Club. So let's have a listen to uh, what Peter's preview is. As has been the case in previous seasons, Stanley have once again 
performed with a remarkable consistency of inconsistency, having beaten a number of the top sides and managed to uh, to slip up against those lower down the table, which has uh, been the case over the past few seasons, unfortunately. Once again, any season where Stanley remain in League One with the lowest playing budget, or certainly one of the lowest budgets, is still a remarkable achievement for John Coleman's side. Probably our star performer this year has been a young defender called Ross Sykes, who's come through the academy at Stanley having... Uh, left Burnley at a very young age. He now stands about six foot five, uh, started scoring a few goals and has certainly caught the eye of, of many a club higher up the, uh, the pyramid and I think most Stanley fans would be surprised if he was still at, at the WAM Stadium next season. But time will tell, but he's certainly, uh, he's certainly kicked on this season. In terms of who's going to uh, be leaving League One through the uh, through the promotion route, it's hard to see past the current top two sides of Rodham and uh, and yourselves at Wigan, who've probably been the two most consistent performers over the season. The rest of the playoffs, obviously, you've got any of the top nine probably have, could, could make a case. Uh, Plymouth has certainly been impressive, as have uh, MK Dons of late. Sheffield Wednesday hit some form, whereby Sunderland and possibly Wickham are a bit more uh, a bit more inconsistent. So uh, it, it's all to play from their point of view. In terms of the game on Tuesday, um, obviously form side Wigan over where form has been abysmal recently, uh, giving, giving away goals for fun. So, you know, in black and black and white terms, you would expect the home side to prevail. However, Stanley have a propensity for, uh, for causing an upset here and there. So you just never know. I, I would hope we can get a point or something, but I suspect it's possibly slightly unlikely. Thank you very much for that, Peter. Excellent. The player you picked out there, Ross Sykes, will not be featuring against us on Tuesday because he was sent off in yesterday's game with Cheltenham. Yeah, 90 plus one, he got his second yellow card and uh, the BBC certainly had to use a lot of the plus cards in this game because we've got a goal at 45 plus one, 45 plus five. Then we've got we've got Sykes sent off on 90 plus one. We've got a goal on 90 and a goal on 90 plus six. So I, I bet that must be close to this season being the, the time that the BBC BBC have had to use the plus sign the most in putting the score out there. Unless they did the uh, Wrexham and Dover game the other week. That would have oh, been yeah. up there with it. <laughs> yeah, that was a remarkable, wasn't it? Was it was it 6-5 that? 6-5, yeah. 6-5, yeah. A good preview from Peter, and you got to agree with him. I think they punch above the weight every season. They do remar- remarkably well. And obviously they must have a, a good manager in John Coleman as well. So Yeah, fair play to them. You know, I, you know, like good old-fashioned side as well, aren't they? Nice to see sides like that doing well again in, in, in the league and yeah they've not got a massive fan base but why talk about fans those fans who actually go there really enjoy it and it was uh, like you said Barry one of the best away occasions you'd been to wasn't it this season yeah it wasn't it was one of the worst Paul had been to because it absolutely hammered down when you were there wasn't it Paul <laughs> yeah <laughs> like you say it's another good community club isn't it Right then, shall we move straight on to ref watch for the, the game against Accrington? The referee will be Anthony Backhouse from Cumbria. He's a 29-year-old Cumbrian in his fifth season on the national list and has refereed the Latics on three previous occasions, all of which were at the DW Stadium. Northampton in September of 2017, MK Dons last season and Wickham at the beginning of this season. And that's resulted in two Wigan wins and a draw. Backhouse has been in charge of 10 Accrington games previously, with one of those coming this season, which was their 2-1 away defeat at Sunderland. His card watch for this season, 2021-22, is 32 games, 108 yellows, four reds, and he's awarded two penalties. And that's Anthony Backhouse, who will be your referee on Tuesday night. So let's have a look at the uh, previous against Accrington. 
We've played just five games against them. One, three. There's never been a draw between the two sides and we've lost two. It will be the first league game at the DW in front of fans, uh, although they did visit for the um, infamous cup match, didn't they, in the, I think it was the Johnston's Paint Trophy at the time when they beat us 4-0 with the first, their first team against Wiggins on the 12s. Great win for the Latics back in that reverse fixture. What an atmosphere it was that day. Latics won that game 4-1 goals from Jack Watmore. Will Keane and those fantastic two goals from Charlie White, White, White. The form currently in 14th position with 51 points from 40 games. The recent form is one drawn, lost, lost, drawn, including that amazing game yesterday when if you're one of those who left early to start the engine, then uh, you missed a lot of action in that 4-4 draw because most of it happened after the 90th minute. Played 19 away games so far this season. 13 points, not great. Three wins, 12 defeats, four draws. 13-4, 37 against. They won at Charlton, Lincoln and Crew. Since the turn of the year, Aki have played 16 league games, gaining just 17 points for the 48 available. Four wins, five draws and seven defeats. Back to Lord Worthington for the predictions. Just going to mention the uh, the referee, Paul, something, uh, an honorary mention, actually. One of the games, Accrington games, he referees was Accrington Stanley 7, Bolt Wanderers 1. You just also to slip that in. Yeah. Uh, well, well done, Barry. Thank you. How's it going to go on Tuesday? Well, obviously, we're going to make some changes. Is it going to be to the detriment? I hope not. They're missing a, a massive player for them in Sykes, Ross Sykes. He's, he's got 98 interceptions across the season so far. So he's the guy who wins the ball back for them. Our midfield could dominate this game. I think it'll be similar to the games against Fleetwood and Wimbledon and Markham. Similar sort of outcome. I'm going for a 2-0 Wigan Athletic win. It's another game against a, a mid-table-ish side, isn't it? Except, obviously, the game on Saturday it was their cup final coming to the DW I, I don't think Accrington will treat it quite the same as, as Bolton did I, th- I think we're looking for a professional job I think I'll join you in 2-0 because that sounds about right as Barry said there'll be some changes in this game uh, I think we'll go back to four at the back and I actually think that the two centre-backs will be uh, Watmore and Watts uh, which was a very good centre-back partnership earlier in the season Bennett's going to come in at left back for me, and I think Edwards will come in on the, the left hand side of the midfield. I think we'll possibly put Humphreys in there for McGuinness for this game. So, but again, it shows doesn't weaken us for me. I think we've still got a great side out there, side with goals in it, a solid side. I can't see anything but a, a relatively comfortable Wigan win. But I do think maybe Accrington might get a goal. So I'm going to go for Wigan Athletic three, Accrington one. Tuesday evening, there's a few games knocking around. Notably, Rotherham aren't playing. So if we get any sort of result, we will go top of the league. The games on Tuesday evening, AFC Wimbledon v Charlton Athletic. Cambridge United and Wickham Wanderers. Fleetwood Town play Lincoln City. MK Dons play Crewe. Morecambe host Oxford United. And Bolton Wanderers play Portsmouth. MK Dons, the next two games are going against bottom four sides, aren't they? You know, they're, they're really going to be looking for the six points. Through at home, you can't really see them not picking up three. So we, it puts a bit of pressure on us, but, but not massive pressure. And, you know, and you could argue that we have been playing pressure football for the last 
however, eight, nine weeks because we've been playing catch-up to an extent, haven't we, uh, with games. And there have been teams breathing down our necks. They've been breathing down our necks, but they haven't gone past us. You know, so I don't think the pressure is something that's going to impact on us. And I think worst case scenario, we'll just be at the status quo after after Tuesday. Uh, you know, we'll be the same distance to MK Dons with one one game out of the way. And obviously putting Rotherham back on under pressure as well. Rotherham are the only side really in that top seven, eight who are not in form at the moment. We're going to be fine. There was a few people worried, I think, yesterday, but not me. I think we're, we're, our form's not gone. We're still playing good football, so we'll be fine. We've been brilliant at, at quote, bouncing back, haven't we? We picked a point up. We're going to pick three up on, on Tuesday and, you know, jobs are good. That's, you know, you're still knocking out that two points a game, even getting the uh, Bolton's Cup final out of the way. Well, I think we're going to finish on 93 points. So, yeah, we're well on target for that. that that's it until uh, we're back on Wednesday. In the meantime... Don't forget to vote for your progress with Unity Classics Player of the Season. To vote, simply send an email with your player nomination to PWU POTS 2022. That's POTS 2022 at gmail.com. Mark your email, POTS, and stick your nomination in the message body. Until we're back on Wednesday when we'll have Jake Tong, ardent Lincoln City fan, joining us with a preview. Until then, goodbye from me and up the ticks. Ticks down the trotters. Come on. Come on.